and we are live. Hello to all my guys, gals, and non-binary pals of internet and audio land, and welcome to the first official episode of Hecna, a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast. Oh my goodness, I am so excited to finally be able to start recording this game after months of writing and recruiting players. I think this is probably going to be a good time all around. For those of you who are just joining us or are coming from other podcasts, once again, my name is Mikey. You can find me on the TikToks, Twitters, and Instagram at PopCultureGeek. And you can also follow our other socials at the D&D Vibe Tribe Productions on those same social media sites. So if this is your first podcast, welcome, but... We have so many other games that we are running. If you like this, you'll probably the other D&D game I'm running called The Deep. Are you looking for more mystery oriented stuff? We have a City of Mist and a Deadlands Noir podcast. Are you looking for wacky shenanigans in the world of wrestling? We have a worldwide wrestling podcast as well as many other projects going on. So give us a follow so you can stay up to date of all these amazing things. Of course, I will be your dungeon master for this amazing journey, but I cannot do this alone. What is a D&D actual play podcast without a stellar cast? And ladies and gentlemen, I think these players are going to be a great time. So we're going to go around. I'm going to let them introduce themselves a little bit, give a little bit of background of who they are, what they got going on, and then we can begin the kind of character creation proper. Hello, everyone. I am Echo. You have probably heard me if you've listened to this podcast before. I play John McCack and the Grassman in Worldwide Wrestling. I in Nice of Pain Down. I play Corey O'Reilly, and the new one coming up is the Academy. I have a character ready for that. I have a character ready for this. It's very hard to stay on track with these characters. I'm sorry. I am Albert on the Albert on TikTok. If you want to see some of my videos, I will try to get them working it up again because I stopped because I wasn't having fun at originally, but I'm just going to do it for fun now. Let's see what happens. And I shall pass it, pass the hat on to someone else. I have no clue, but here we go. Hello, everyone. My name is Shane. I'm I'm a TikTok content creator. You can uh, find me there at Shortbeard the Bard. Pretty much any kind of nerdy content, mostly D&D. This is going to be my first podcast with Mikey and the crew. I'm really looking forward to it. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. Alrighty, so next on my list is going to be one and only Chris. <laughs> Good evening. Hey, this is Chris. Um, kind of new to the game. It's been a while since I've played, but I'm anxious to get back into into the realm of mischief. I guess we could call it. I guess my you find me on TikTok, Cosmos Prefect. I do just general videos and a lot of Parkinson's awareness content. So that's my main theme. But that's about it. I am happy to have you, sir. We're going to have a great time, I promise. Hi, everybody. My name's Foriana. You can find me on TikTok, at Foriana. Same with Twitch. And 
I'm just really excited to get started. Hello, hello, everybody out there. I'm Joshua, a.k.a. MG Preacher. You can follow me at MG Preacher on TikTok, as well as you can follow me on Instagram at MG Preacher Mark II. Like Mikey said, I've been in a lot of his campaigns. I think, yes. I think this makes five campaigns now. Uh, he just can't seem to get away from me. I believe me and you, Preacher, are both like the MVPs on here for multiple podcasts. <laughs> Careful, but don't pat yourself on the back too much. Remember, he is the master of these games. He can mess I, up. I know he can. I, just, I feel like we're those famous actors that we have to appear at, like Stanley, at least in one Marvel film. That, that is going to be us at the end of this. Yeah, I'm excited to get this campaign started. I'm in his Call of the Deep campaign, so this is really the only other, I guess you can say, D&D campaign that I've been in, as well as this is the first time I'm playing said class of character. So this is going to be an interesting ride for me as well, but that's enough gabbing from me. DM, why don't you go ahead and get this party started? Of course, what a segue, that is awesome. But we do have one more player who unfortunately was not able to join us tonight, but our Swedish friend Mikael will be back for our actual sessions, so you can go follow him on TikTok as Spock Ranger. He is also an actual uh, wrestler, a la like WWE, AEW and stuff, so when he comes back, I'll make sure that he plugs all his stuff He's getting a lot better. I cannot wait for him to eventually come over to the United States. It's going to be great. But yes, we are here for our session zero of Hecna. So tonight is going to be a lot of very relaxed. It's going to be very soothing. It's going to be really good because I want to establish characters and relationships before I decide to torment these amazing players. Hopefully not too bad, but no promises. We're in the words of Trixie Mattel, I'm not here for a long time, but I am here for a good time. <laughs> but yes, so the purpose of this episode is to introduce and kind of finalize character concepts as well as establish relationships with each other. So we are going to begin. Most of you guys have figured out what kind of character and their class that you are going to play. So we're going to go around real quick and just... Briefly, give me a description of your character's name, their class, and a little bit about them. So we're going to go in reverse order this time. So Joshua, I'm going to have you go first. <laughs> oh, threw a curveball there, didn't you? But yes, I am playing Maxim Mauser. He is a gunslinger. Go figure. The guy with the, the name MG Preacher is playing a gunslinger. But Max, he comes actually from a noble background. It didn't start out noble, it just ended up happening. His family comes from the uh, kingdom of Iman, and started out just owning a few cattle. Eventually those few cattle became into many cattle. And eventually they decided, you know what, let's try and raise some horses. So this definitely caught the eye of the king. And so before that, they were selling beef to the king and the king's court, as well as some other merchants. And before that, their horses were also being sold to the king. The Mauser family actually became quite prosperous. And 
basically prove their what's the term fealty, I believe it is to the to the king. Maxim decided to join the king's military. Ended up joining the cavalry so he can basically expand his knowledge of horses, so he can make sure all the horses that have been sold are being well taken care of. And eventually, they came across some interesting opponents, and this is where Maxim discovered the power and the beauty behind black powder. So after a few years of tinkering and a couple of quote-unquote accidents, Maxim developed his own firearm. And the, the beginning of the, legend, uh, of the legendary gunslinger, Maxim Mauser. Yeah, I loved the concept. It, it was great. But yes, so I, Josh is going to be our gunslinger, so this should be I, very interesting. I want to hear no comments from the podcast about Critical Role. I want to hear <laughs> none of it. I'm giving you guys fair warning now. I trust you guys. Oh, don't worry. I've already taken it into account, so this is going to be a good time, and I already told Josh that things are going to get challenging real quick, so this is going to be fun. It's it's my first time having a gunslinger in one of my games, but it wouldn't be something that I'm too worried about since I'm somewhat familiar with it, but it's going to be a good time nonetheless. Alrighty, so that is Josh. He is going to be playing Max, our gunslinger, so that's going to be fun. All right, next up, Fori, would you care to give us a little introduction to your character? I'd love to. So I'll be playing Belladonna Greenhill. She is a halfling cleric of the trickster domain. She comes from a little place. No one really can remember its name anymore. It's been lost to time, history, who knows, or maybe she's just lying about that. There's really no up or down with Miss Belladonna. But she'll tell you she's from a little place. She likes to call it Upper Hupper. And um, yeah, she likes to tell you how her family ran a flower shop once upon a time. That's why she wears the nice crown of uh, roses around the top of her head at all times. And But who's to say if any of that's actually true or if it's just part of the facade that she wears as a devotional act to her trickster god? She'd have you believe she's... We're not going to go into Belladonna's (laughs) extended family. Uh, I had to make the joke. (laughs) Yeah, she's a devotee of a trickster god, so she's just going to be a little bit funky, fresh, and fast on her feet and... uh, I personally wouldn't trust her as far as I could throw her. She's a halfling. I could probably throw her pretty far. Gosh. Listen, as most of you, my listening audience, know, creativity is something that I really love. So when character, when people tell me, hey, this is the character I'm going to play, I'm like, I'm all ears and I'm here for it even before you tell me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. So tricks. So for my notes, trickster cleric. Love oh, yeah. it. It's going to be great. Oh, and as one more aside, she does wear a plague doctor's mask at all times. She was told that she is a medical professional somewhere along the line since she is technically cleric. But sometimes healing her teammates just kind of slips her mind. Usually while she's slipping into their pockets to steal their coin. Hey, that is fair. <laughs> that is fair. Alrighty. So next up, Chris. What you got cooking? 
Yeah. Decided on a rogue named Volfi. Basically was rendered an orphan by some type of spiritual event in the small mountain town that he was born in. So he's basically has just gone through life trying his best to find and understand and right some of those wrongs. Think of it maybe like Constantine meets one of the Winchester brothers or something. Yes. And, you know, it's still still brewing in my head a little bit. If anybody, if you have any suggestions, direct me, let me know what you think. So I'm open to any of that. So we will definitely help you out in that endeavor, but I love it. Rogue is going to be great. And I cannot wait for you once we get there. Eventually, what subclass you're going to go with him. <laughs> That's going to be a good time. All right. Next up on the block is Shane. <laughs> All right. So I will be playing Revy. And Revy is a bugbear. It used to be a performer at a small little amusement venue known as uh, Fizzwick's Funland. And he's a clown. He's a big old bugbear. And he loved his job. He loved performing, loved doing slapstick. But one night there was a horrible accident and he doesn't quite remember what happened, but there was quite a few casualties at the Funland and he had to leave. But he made a promise that he would travel the world and learn his craft and become the greatest clown that he could. And he is a paladin. Listen, when you had originally told me what you were going to do, I was like, yes, I'm here for it. And now that you give me a little taste of how you're going to go with him, I'm just. I want to make that. Am I. Okay, am I allowed to make that into an XCOM character in the future? <laughs> go ahead. I don't know what. I don't know XCOM. Um, XCOM's a strategy game, and you get to make your own soldiers. So I'm saying, am I allowed to make one of my soldiers that fights an alien menace a bugbear clown? Go right ahead. A okay. bugbear clown paladin. Did what I hear that? Yeah. Yes, a paladin is just someone who made a promise so strong it gave them magic powers. That is so true. <laughs> oh my goodness. Shane, you rock. I love this concept. I love all your concepts. They're so good. And then last but not least, Echo. This one's going to be interesting, but I'm going to let you do the talking. I am playing Nick or Nicholas Heisenberg. He is a variant human because I wanted to. Because I'm doing something weird with this build. Very weird. I am playing a Steel Stinger from the D&D wiki because they always make interesting stuff and I'm going to try some homebrew. Hopefully it doesn't suck. Oh my goodness. Nicholas is actually a student from what school he will not say, but he's traveling around right now as he waits for the acceptance letter to the school. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's definitely interesting. So, Steel Stringer, my goodness. I steel, swear I can... Steel Stinger. 
steel stinger. I swear I can English, I promise. <laughs> it's just a weird name for the class that deals with wires. I thought it would be like wire man or wire boy or steel wires. No, it's steel stinger. Yeah. Okay I'm... if you have problems with English, Mikey. We all know you're a math teacher. It's yes. fine. I deal math... better with numbers. <laughs> yes, I'm a history teacher, so you're allowed to hit me with this stuff. <laughs> I wish I actually want to become a history teacher. We'll talk off camera because definitely needed. But anyways, yeah, so that class is going to be interesting, but I'm super excited for this party. And then we have one other character, which you'll find out Mikkel's character next time we get this campaign started, but it's going to be good. But yeah, so now that we've established where you guys are with your classes, I'm going to switch things around a little bit because I am so interested, and this is one of my favorite parts of Session Zeros for any game, is to establish a semi-quasi-relationship amongst you guys. Now, given the nature of this campaign without revealing too much, let's just say that you guys have either been traveling together or each other to some sort of extent. Because when we start this campaign, you're, we're jumping straight into the actions. While I do love a good how will this party kind of coexist origin story, we're, we're going to bypass all that. <laughs> so, how we are going to do this is we are going to establish relationships. We're going to go around and you guys, I'm going to give the agency to all of you to figure out who you would like to have a pre-existing relationship with. Now, I am using something that I've been using from Sly Flourish because I think they are awesome tools for D&D. Uh, Dungeon Masters everywhere to help with this kind of stuff. So, I have posted a list of just some examples of kind of relationships you can have with the other party members. But these are not a limited list. So for my listening audience, we are using the relationships a la fiasco style and using that to establish relationships between characters. So I gave my players a list, but they can come up with their own and working together. We're going to figure out how each of them are related to each other, how they met all that good shenanigans. So once eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Echo. So I'm going to have you go first for this one. So first and foremost, which player do you want to have a pre-existing relationship with? Of course, the gunslinger. I know that guy. No, that's <laughs> not the reason why. I'm gonna, it's part of the reason why, but that's not why. He had to handcraft his own gun, correct? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I have to hand, I have to handcraft my own wires so we could work together and give each other like points on how to improve our own designs. That was my idea. I mean, yeah, it's a concept. Yeah. Yeah. And AKA later on harpoon gun. All right. So listen here, what you need is a good propellant here. Take this black powder and hope it doesn't blow up in your face. Yes. And I, yes. Mm, I'll get... I told you don't do that. Well, to be fair, I have to do it. I have to see what wire will be strong enough to pull it back in. It's not oh my simple. <laughs> he's Australian. He's Australian. It's canon. 
You've, you've already... of Crocodile Dundee. Crikey! Oh no. What have I done? <laughs> when your gun misfires, you just out sh- start shouting, Hey, I, he's angry! Oh my <laughs> gosh. I'm debating debate changing one thing because it could hurt this group now. And I don't want to since I like this group now. Don't worry, we could iron this out, but at some point you two basically made your own weaponry together, so that's how you know each other. We, we, oh we, gosh, we, you just we made, you're gonna be my the, problematic duo. We made the first we made the first harpoon gun in the world. The Lord, what have I done? But yeah, that's gonna be a lot of fun to play with because now you're giving me ideas, but our, so our skills. Yeah, so I don't hurt my own feelings because of how much I miss Steve Irwin. I'm not I'm gonna try not to do the Australian accent. <gasps> It still hurts. I know. <laughs> Genuinely. R.I.P. It still hurts. Alrighty, so for my notes, Nick and Max know each other. They made their own weaponry and apparently made a harpoon gun. Lovely. <laughs> Shane, my good man, who would you like to have a prior relationship with? You know what? I, I think I think Revy would get, get along decently well with Fori's uh, character. Yes! <laughs> I love this. Alright, let's establish this relationship. So how do's, do they know <clears throat> each other? What happened? <laughs> I'm going to let you take this from the get-go, Shane, because I have an idea as to why Belladonna would absolutely follow this bugbear man around. After the Funland closed down, he had to wander around and perform for work. During his travels, he... Pr- probably would have uh, met a, met someone who could do tricks and sleight of hand and thought, oh, that's really cool. We could start our own little show. Yeah, yeah, we could. How is it you did that incredible thing magically again? How? Who do you pray to? How does that work? Uh, what's praying? Oh, my goddess. <gasps> and the whole reason that she's, yes, short friend, big friend, that's got great energy, but she's also, this man has holy energy, but he's not tethered to anybody? Oh, that's some untapped potential right there. I gotta get him. <laughs> I gotta do some recruitment. I gotta get him on my team. Yeah, he just wants to be the best clown there is. And you know what? I want that for you too, my man. I really do. I also want you to to wear <laughs> this branded symbol while you do that. Maybe. If you're into it, you don't have to. Have you ever thought about becoming a devotee of insert trickster god here? No, I haven't thought about that. <laughs> That's okay. We can work on our act. Yeah, that, that sounds fun. That does sound fun. Make all the little kids smile. Oh, no, you're a good person. Oh, yeah, yeah. Totally make the kids smile. Ah, yeah. That's absolutely why I'm doing this. No uh, ulterior motives whatsoever. The money's great, but I can put on a good show. (laughs) You absolutely can, buddy. Oh, my gosh. I did not know this was going to happen, and I'm already loving it. (laughs) My heart is going squee. <laughs> Make an inside check. <laughs> oh. 
My, I cannot wait for this to be developed further. Oh, my heart is so happy. I can't wait to have a big best friend. (laughs) Small friend. Carry around a small friend on my shoulders. Oh, Oh, my gosh, yes. That's my buddy right there. Enter Brother Bear music here. No. Don't, I'll start (laughs) crying. The first one, obviously. The first one, Phil Collins. You know which one I'm talking about? (laughs) We can't get copyrighted first episode. Phil Collins, forgive us. You're not supposed to make me want... You're not supposed to make me fall in love with these characters yet, because now I'm going to have a hard time trying to throw things, because I'm like, no, I don't want to, but I have to. (laughs) Okay, sideshow, adorableness, this is going to be the slice of life we never knew we needed. (laughs) Oh, dang it, Shane, this is why I'm glad you're here. (laughs) Alrighty, so, moving on for that sweetness... (laughs) Chris, <laughs> let's go to you. Who do which of these party members does your character have a pre-existing relationship or at least knows them a bit? It's a good one. I was trying to think of how that would how that would play. How what do we know our do we know our our missing member what that character will be. I mean, do should should it pair off from that, or is it? You could pick anyone, but if you want to pick our missing party member, and Mikela's already told me he's down for whatever. So basically, essentially, he is also a clown, but he is going to be. How do I put this? Without you know what he's a clown. He's looking to go bard, but it is. Think of. Oh, I got it. From In Living Color, one of the Waynes brothers had that clown character. That's essentially the best way I could describe this clown. It's Homie D Clown? It's Homie the the Clown, basically. That personality, but yeah. (laughs) Let me ask this. Who the hell's Homie the Clown? Oh, you! Oh, that's right. You are only a youngin, so you don't know the greatness that was in Living Color. But Homie the Clown is basically... So, Homie the Clown was one of the Waynes Brothers characters on In Living Color, which is like a sketch comedy show back in the 90s. And basically, this clown is just... His personality trait is he's just so... He's basically, like, the worst clown in the sense he's, like, super... Oh, man. it's He's, like, super gross. down. <laughs> super gross. He is so just... Ba- he's crazy. So, basically, I should just take my younger self's advice about crowns. Fuck them mm. crowds. The the thing about I, homie, I, I, the thing about <laughs> homie was he was a clown by profession, but he wouldn't do anything to humiliate himself because homie <laughs> don't play that. Yes, <laughs> homie don't play that. How did you even get into clowning then? So basically, he's all right. I need you to go out there and slip on this banana peel and lower you, and he's just like, no. Is that about right? Pretty much, yeah. and then he would hit you with a sock. It is amazing, I mean, but... Yeah, that's... <laughs> My feet are no longer being attacked, hooray. I don't know, have, have maybe, I don't know, drinking buddies with... I actually got a... Homie the Clown? Yeah. <laughs> Homie the Clown is what we're referring to him as now. Does this nasty boy owe you money? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. That is an idea. He owes you at least five rounds. 
There you go. Oh, it you was like- a rough. It was a rough night, and just things were said and secrets oh, shared. <laughs> Jokes were exchanged. Yeah, I can. I like that. I like that idea. Firstborn children were sold. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> All right, so drinking bunnies, pl- drinking buddies plus buddies, buddies plus so the clown owes you rounds. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I love it. Alrighty, this is going to be interesting. So, Fori, now it is up. Now it's your turn. Who would your character have an established relationship with? Now, remember, because Shane picked you, you don't necessarily need to pick him back. You may pick him back, but you also may pick some of the other characters as well. It's more of just like all of you guys are aware and have known each other for a little bit. It's just certain characters a little bit more. (laughs) I feel like I'm real attached to my big buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I'm real attached to my big buddy, my best friend right there. That's my best friend. And what? (laughs) Maybe Gross Clown Man also owes me money. (laughs) Oh my gosh. He just owes everyone in the party money. (laughs) No, that's how you met me. You were tracking him down. Oh, yeah. I need your help with this real gross guy. He's taller than me, which is the main problem. And he... or, a, or a case of mistaken identity. You saw a clown that was taller than you. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Everything looks the same from it, like the height, the towering height of two foot six inches or whatever the heck I am. So, yeah. Can you help me find this other clown who owes me money? Sure, let me lift you up to my height of eight feet tall. Oh, thanks, buddy. Yeah, this bugbear is super tall, and I'm here for it. Yeah, like, I feel like I'd know the other clown. Maybe he doesn't (laughs) owe me money. Maybe he does. Maybe we just got a beef to settle. Like, the last time I saw him, like, he called my mama fat or something. I don't know. (laughs) But I saw this big clown bugbear man, and I was like, hey, you jerk face called my mama fat last time i saw you then he turns around and it's oh, surprise it's my new best friend across uh, the valley i'm like blue vibes right now <laughs> it's jerry from accounting i love it but uh, i love that a big irish bugbear the big irish bugbear i'm so excited as this develops <laughs> but yes gross clown man and belladonna know each other somehow there may or may not have been some money involved but yeah (laughs) he knows what he did be like you know what you did (laughs) oh i cannot wait for you yeah i'm not gonna heal him i hope he's got his own healing worked out because i'm not gonna heal him if we get in a fight you know what not till we're squared up it's like the epitome of that tick of that kingdom hearts audios is like donald heal me no (laughs) literally about to be me be like, you have your potions. I'm not going to use my potions if you have magic. Heal me. Perish. I love it. All right. So gross clown man <laughs> and Belladonna. So that takes care of that. Alrighty. Last but not least, Joshua, which other party member does Max have a relationship with? And how are you going to define this relationship? Okay. Right now, it's a toss up. Between Ravi or how'd you say it, Wolfie? 
the our rogue mm-hmm. Volfi. Because mm-hmm. when it comes to Volfi, I want to say at one point he tried to break into my house and then was immediately met with a musket barrel. But then after after a bit of a chat, you know, pretty decent guy. He was just trying to find some place warm. Yeah, just trying to find a place warm. <laughs> like all the or, other rats outside. There were shiny things, too, so that helped. <laughs> yeah, what you thought was a shiny coin was actually the front <laughs> side of a musket barrel. The, the, glint of, uh, the glint of iron sight. Yeah, so it's either that concept, or I was out hunting one day and I saw a big-ass bear. But then once I started getting a beat on him, I'm like, wait a minute, that, that bear is wearing clothes and he looks like a clown. What the heck? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Shane, you have created everyone's adorable, like, friendo. Congratulations. So you can see where it's confusing for me. It's like, do I want to befriend the big, what would you say, eight foot bear? A bug bear. So like big, big hairy goblin. Bear that just wants to bring joy to everybody. Or does this gunslinger surprisingly kick it off with a rogue? You know what? Screw it. I'll be right back. I need a coin. <laughs> oh, jeez. And if it lands in the middle of both heads, it's me. <laughs> it just someone just slams down on the table, just standing oh. straight up. Wait a minute. Oh, okay, guys, goodness. call it. Who wants heads? Who wants tails? They've worded that better. Okay. For sure, t- heads. I'm friends with the rogue, apparently. <laughs> that works too. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so where we thought the rogue was about to get blasted, y'all hit it off. It's like Probably, rogue. He got a bite to eat, a couple of drinks. We're good. Yeah, promise of drinks. And- oh my goodness, I love it. Alrighty. So, and then of course with Mikel, he's going to get to pick when I meet with him, but. I'm going to let him know that he has now been dubbed the gross clown man, which he'll get a kick out of. <laughs> uh, I have seen his many. That fits. Right? Oh, my goodness. All righty. It fits so well, it's ridiculous. It really does. It, it's going to be a good time. All righty. So now that we've established relationships. So... Most of you have already have your stats down, but does anyone still need to roll for their stats with their I, characters? I Hello. do not have my stats. <laughs> Ooh. No. How interesting. <laughs> You're just like, oh no. Yeah, I do not currently <laughs> have my stats. Are you doing and, a point by or are we rolling? Real yeah. rolling, rolling, rolling. Keep those so, doggies moving. Thank you for the theme music. Was that a pun towards my ranching background there, buddy? No, that was a reference to the Blues (laughs) Brothers. Oh, boy. We love a good Blues Brothers reference in this household. But here's what we'll do. I will let you decide. You can either roll or you can point by. Now, if you're going to roll, remember it is roll 4d6. Drop the lowest one. Repeat six more times, so you're going to do that a total of seven, and then once you get the seven scores, you drop the lowest. You may roll your physical dice. I also have a very lovely dice bot that you may also use here in the dice roller. (laughs) D&D Beyond also has a built-in roller. That is true. So, the options are plentiful. 
I didn't realize there was specifically a dice rolling channel. I'm naughty. I'm going to go with the uh, D&D Beyond one. Okay. So, that is fine. For you, how are you going to approach this? Am I allowed to have that first one that I accidentally popped into general? Yeah, why not? Yes, I'm going to use your dice rolling channel. Sick, <laughs> You're just like... Benevolent DM. <laughs> oh no <laughs> so here so here's what i'll say unless you want to have a dump stat if you want you can have a minimum of 10 if you roll anything below that but if you want to keep that eight you sure. may certainly do so oh, as well <laughs> it's tempting oh i'm just a gonna dump stat because it's fun sometimes <laughs> i'm just gonna roll a 20 real quick hey oh um actually 17 but still pretty good yeah i'm rolling pretty not bad having a dump stat might not be awful if all these other rolls are pretty <laughs> solid my dump Three. stat is still an 11 <laughs> yes we're here my, for it all my okay. dump stat was a 10 you want us seven times right and then yes yeah, so seven times and then drop the lowest score overall six seven okay you know what i'm gonna drop the eight Fucking, I know. It's like, Scandal, you rolled pretty well. Yeah, Miss Belladonna, she's gonna be incredible. Oh my goodness. And then Shane, you got your stats good to go? Yeah, yes, I do. What happened? Did everything go okay? No, like I said, my lowest stat is an 11. The dice gods love you. For real, that's incredible. <laughs> Alrighty, so Josh, I know you have your stats covered, correct? Yeah, because, uh, yeah, you, oh, duh, you uh, do have it covered. Uh, uh, wait, you actually heard me say I got mine covered? Yes, so Chris, do you still need to roll for stats, or you got yours covered, too? I'm honored to you, I did them on the, the D&D Beyond. Full transparent moment, I love it when my players take the initiative and already do their homework. Yes! I don't. I'm sorry. No, even Maybe. this, because you guys are already doing it now. So I'm just like, I even love it even better. Do you guys want to hear what my stats are? Actually, I would too. <laughs> I have 10 strength, 18 dex, 16 constitution, 14 intelligence, 16 wisdom, and 16 charisma. So what you're telling me is that I'm going to start throwing things at you hardcore right away. Uh, so thank you. <laughs> I'll, sorry. I only have 13 health. I'm not the tanky boy. Oh, don't you worry. We'll make sure you get there. Uh, you received my stats, didn't you? Yes, I did. So I saw your stats. And oh. you're in the same boat as Echo. So what you're telling me is that I'm going to throw things at you really quickly. We're both rage characters. How dare you? <laughs> well, that's good. We're both rage characters, too. Which, which is... I am a benevolent DM, but I'm also the ringmaster of this circus, so be prepared. (laughs) Yes, we know. You want to bite my feet? Fine, go ahead, Ted. Cool. (laughs) No, he keeps on going near him. That's why I said it. I'm sorry, I should mute myself. (laughs) It's okay. Alrighty. Alright. A little chunky. So while we wait for everyone who's doing theirs to finish... Josh, that's Echo kind of started in. I would like to hear you. So why don't you share your stats with the listening audience? What did you end up getting for your six scores? 
since Echo already said his, mine, 14 Strength, 15 Dexterity, 17 Constitution, 17 Intelligence, surprisingly, uh, 13 Wisdom, and 15 Charisma. Not a bad spread. <laughs> okay. You're playing pure human. Uh, yes. Plus, did you already put plus one to all the stats, or was that just me? In D&D Beyond, for the, like, the, like, the 14 Strength, Strength, it goes plus two, dex, plus two, constitution, plus three, intelligence, plus three, wisdom, plus one, and charisma, plus two. No, what Echo is saying, because you're playing as a human, one of the bonuses to human, it adds plus one to your scores, which it does automatically, so you're fine. (laughs) Oh, okay, so it would have been like, I'm just saying, if I had rolled 13 for strength, it would have automatically put in the, the plus one. Yes, yeah. yeah, so 14. So. Oh, hey, see, I did not know that. I didn't educate today. <laughs> that's okay. You're still learning, too. This that, is what we do here. <laughs> Even though I'm in like five or six different campaigns, I'm still a noob. I still haven't been playing for very long. Okay. But yeah, so even still, those are some awesome scores. Who wants to share their stats next? <laughs> sure thing. Okay, go for it, Shane. All right, since I was uh, hyping my <laughs> rolls up, I rolled 16 strength, 13 dex, 14 con, 11 intelligence, 12 wisdom, and 14 charisma. You know what? For some reason, that all those scores oddly fit with how we, this personality goes. I love it. And for a split second there, I'm like, oh my god, why is he so much stronger? Oh, wait, that's right. He's a bugbear to be precise i I am i am a bugbear but i'm also uh, a paladin paladin you you, you also got that range (laughs) the range the range fantastic arms (laughs) yes you do fantastic arms i love it oh my goodness so yeah this is old bugbear stats people not new bugbear stats because they reprinted bugbear in every other race, you'd only buy it in a bundle. We could discuss that off camera. Wizards of the Coast, don't come for me, please. <laughs> like, I appreciate you. I really do. They, they and, do. I, I have some fighting words for you. Oh, gosh. Like I said, save it for off camera. Don't get me canceled. <laughs> Alrighty, so that just leaves two. You know what? Chris, if you are ready, would you yeah. like to share your stats? <laughs> So we've got a 12 strength, 18 dex, 17 constitution, 17 intelligence, 13 wisdom, and 13 charisma. Ooh, that is still a good spread, so that's definitely a lot of fun. And then, last but not least, Flory, what do you got? Okay, I'm going to start at the bottom and work my way up. I got a 17 on charisma. I got a 17 on wisdom. I've got an 11 on intelligence. I've got a 16 on con. I've got an 18 on ex- on dexterity. And then I have a 9 on strength. <laughs> <laughs> I, there has to be balance in all things. That all is true. <laughs> and I guess it makes it... How tall is Belladonna, by the way? Do we ever you know, figure that she's out? She's not that tall. You f- go figure, a halfling being a little bit short, like I said earlier, what, two foot six? Somewhere between two foot six and three foot? Yeah, I actually think the base stat in the... Halfling is like the shortest race. They're shorter than gnomes. Yeah, oh, I think yeah. the base stat for half 
or base height for halflings in the PHB is two foot seven. Oh yeah. So she's an inch shorter than average. Two foot six. I'm sticking with it. But to be yeah. fair, you've got your best friend with a flipping bugbear. Yeah, when I stand on top of him head, we're over ten feet tall. Okay? <laughs> Don't mess with us. Oh my yeah. god. Traveling heights more like nine feet tall. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we must put a giant backpack on the bugbear, put the gnome in the back, and have them be the artillery piece of the group. Why? I've got broad <laughs> shoulders. <laughs> that is true. Truly. We don't need. We don't need it. We don't need a papoose. And while my bestie is walking, I'm cutting the appy slices. Like it's perfect. <laughs> so we haven't even no, no. started this campaign yet, but at I'm some point, this is going to be cutting tool than your knife. <laughs> oh, that's. Oh my gosh, that's right. You could just use your steel stingers just to, as apple cutter. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Don't be such a cheapo. Let me borrow it. I need to slice me appies. I'm not giving you my gloves. I have to handcraft these. I can teach you the recipe to make them if you want them so bad. Uh, but I'm hungry. I'll come for What are you, you going to do? Starve a child? I think I'm younger than you. You are, but that's not the point. Are you <laughs> going to starve me? Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Wow, this is going so much better than I thought it was going to. You guys are great. So, now, as far as first level stuff, you guys, we can take care of that off camera. So, definitely, that's something we can do. But, actually, now we're at to the last bit of what I wanted to do for Session Zero, and that's to go over the theme of this campaign and what to expect. Okay. So if you couldn't already tell by the title of the campaign, Hecna is actually a module that I am using from Hit Point Press. The setting is basically a giant circus slash carnival on a different plane of existence. So this is going to be taking place on a different plane of existence. How you guys get there, we'll explore that on session one. So... I have stuff planned. It's going to be great. But so I do need to give a disclaimer for this campaign, even though that this is taking place in a whimsical kind of carnival circus setting. I do need to give some warning because this game starts out with that sense of whimsy and it can be tee hee and ha ha. But by the end of act one, the gears do a complete 180 and shift into a more sinister and darker tone. So some of the themes that this campaign is going to include are limited, are not limited to, but they also may not come up. There's going to be some body horror. There's going to be a bit of, uh, how do we say? There's little instances of mind control just given with some of the creatures. So there's a little bit of Stockholm Syndrome in there. You guys will discover that when you go through the campaign as to why that is. There also is a little bit. Yeah, so body horror. There's a little bit of gore. Basically, the best way I could put it is that after act one, things shift to what happens when you mix the carnival island from Pinocchio and you mix it with the creepy, fantastical world of Pan's Labyrinth. <laughs> So it's about to get spooping. 
as one said in Family Guy, I'm going to repeat myself. <gasps> oh, jeez. But yeah. Now, there's also going to be times because some of the NPCs and their relationship with the big bad of the campaign, there is a little bit of manipulation. There may be some instances of you guys discovery that some of these in- NPCs have been gaslighted by said NP big bad. This big bad is not a good person, despite their appearance, which you will discover soon enough once we get the campaign rolling. But I want you guys to be prepared. You guys are going to be encountering some very horrific stuff, and you're going to be coming across a lot of people who basically are caught up with Stockholm Syndrome because they think this place is magical and wonderful, and you guys will eventually find the truth behind all this. But you will not be alone. I have also counteracted how heavy this can get with some other NPCs that are willing to help you out. But I don't want to give too much detail away, only because I want you guys to discover that as you go along. But yeah, so Act 1 is going to be whimsical and fantasy. There's going to be a lot of comedy, slapstick humor as you guys begin. But by the end of Act 1, the gears are going to shift and the rest of the campaign is going to be very dark with some horror elements, and then I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's going to become a fight for your life scenario. So you guys are going to need to work together (laughs) if you're going to want to survive and escape. DM, quick question. Mm -hmm. According to D&D Beyond, I I had to have been a level 3 fighter in order to get the whole gunslinger aesthetics. Am I still going with my uh, brain fart? Level 1 HP? And like yeah. I told you, like I told you earlier today, we can take care of that off camera because I'm able to give you some stuff. So we'll go over that off camera. But I got you. Don't worry. And 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 with the five E companion app, let me tell you this: this is something I learned when I played Gunslinger. You can start off with the fighter stuff. You don't have, and you can start off with a gun immediately, so you don't have to worry about that. You just get good stuff once you actually go into Gunslinger. All right. Because the reason I was asking is at level 3, I had 29 health, so. Yeah, so you're fine. So, don't worry, we'll take care of all that, but yeah. And yes, you guys are starting at level 1, but you will not be staying there for long. This campaign is going to be milestone, so you guys are going to, level progression is going to be not limited to experience points, and I'm not going to keep you at level 1 for too long. But yeah, so before we sign off for the night, does anyone have any questions about anything about campaign specifics, class features, anything? Actually, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, thank you. If I fire off my weapon, my next turn, I would have to use my action to be able to reload it, correct? That Depen- is correct. Depending Depends. On what, depends on what type of gun you use. Yes. Oh, yeah, it'll definitely take a turn for me to reload this thing. And then also to balance it out as well. So we'll go into it in more detail. But every time you use your gun, there is going to be a chance that it malfunctions, which means you're going to have to spend a turn to quickly fix said malfunction to get it back and running. But we'll go over that. So that's the downside. You can fire off with your big gun. But the more you use it, the more there's a chance for it to have a malfunction and backfire. Right. Yeah, so that's something we can work with. All right, I'm ready to go. I'm I'm anxious. <laughs> Let's As do this! As you should be. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Wait. Here's my second dumb question of the day. 
Will there be a bazooka? I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that. I t- so for those of you just joining us, the reason that Echo here asked this question is because it is that is the running joke in the Knights of Paint Town actual play City of Mist actual play podcast that we got going on. My players want me to give them a bazooka. By the way, you should go check out that podcast. It's a really good time, I promise. But yes, touch not. No, I am not giving you a Dungeons and Dragons bazooka. That is oh. the big hard no. <laughs> He's got the gunpowder knowledge. I got the magical knowledge. It's going to happen. No, it will not. I will not allow it. Uh, what are you doing, cat? Stop my uh, computer, cat. <laughs> the door is over there. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, don't go. No, there will be no bazooka. <laughs> we will see. I'm sorry. I had to bring it up. I will not say no, but I will use the other words that every player should fear when their DM says these. You can certainly try. <laughs> we can certainly Okay, here's a stupid question, and this is just a theory question. Would a uh-huh. Forja be within the realm of possibilities? A what? <laughs> uh, yes, a Hawatcha. Basically, if you've seen like any World War II games or movies and know what a Katushka rocket launcher is. It's those big pipes that the Russians would have on the backs of their little trucks. But instead of... Basically that, but black powder... It's errors. You guys are level one. I'm not going to give you (laughs) all of this right away. (laughs) Yeah, we're level one. We never said... We're level one. We never said that we're doing this at level one. Now, this was just like, in theory, would this be theoretically possible is all i'm asking no you this is not theoretically possible as much as i love the creativity i'm gonna put a hard no on that because knowing you josh you're gonna blast through everything i throw at you and that's not gonna be fun for me i need to challenge you with these monsters watches actually take a long time to reload no (laughs) and it it, it takes a long time to actually fire hawacha yeah it would take like probably a turn and a half to fire the thing and three turns to reload them but anyway, let's already, get on with it. Oh my goodness. I can already tell you two are going to be my problematic duo, which I welcome yeah. because you two are going to be so much fun to mess with. <laughs> I, I'm not playing to I'm be trying to make music with my guns. <laughs> <laughs> you, you are like Tchaikovsky. 21 cannons, dude, is not a musical instrument. Yes, they are. And I'm, I'm <laughs> yes, going they to play them. <laughs> so to round back to that no that's not gonna happen <laughs> that's not gonna be possible i'm sorry but i'm like yeah no <laughs> the thought of the creativity counts though the, oh i give you points for creativity but as the back of plan 21 musical cannons and on that note <laughs> so on that note does anyone else have any other questions before we sign off for the night <laughs> I think I'm good. Everyone good? Cool. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Feeling frosty. You guys, this is probably the easiest character creation I have ever done in the history of Dungeons and Dragons and or for any of my other podcasts. (laughs) You guys are rock stars and I love you all. This is oh my gosh, this is going to be such a good campaign. I am so excited. But with that all out of the way. For those of you who are listening to our session zero, thank you for joining us for Hecna, a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast. Next time that you hear from us, we will begin the campaign officially 
But in between that, you'll also get a little bonus of me talking with Mikkel, our Swedish friend, and his character concept. So stick around for that, and then everyone will be together to start off this crazy campaign that I have. It's going to be so beautiful. And with these cast of players, oh, they're going to bring something special, and I'm so excited. But that is it for us tonight. So to all of you listening, thank you. And from the cast and myself and all of the D&D Vibe Tribe productions, remember, Internet Land, Take care of one another, love each other, and as always, here at the D&D Vibe Tribe Productions, let the good times roll. See you next time!